Thunderbolts to Shotcast 208 with me, your host of the Shotcast, George Mana, staff writer on Bullshockers.com. And joining me on this two-man podcast because no one responded to my emails, Mr. Ryan Meisler, also staff writer at Bullshockers.com. Hey, Ryan, what's up? So, George, am I still living a dream that Fallout 4 is, is reality? Like, is this a dream? Is it like... <laughs> Maybe. I feel like, yeah, like Fallout 3 is announced and then tomorrow World War 3 is going to happen and then we'll never see Fallout 4 again. But... Well, but, well, my ultimate hypothesis is that Fallout 4 got announced this week, so we'll talk about that. And then Half-Life 3 gets announced at E3 and then at TGS, Last Guardian gets announced and then the second coming of Jesus arrives and then everything is good in the world. Ryan, you live in a fantasy world, but uh, before we get into it, Ryan, tell me what games, what games are coming out? What what should be looking? We should be looking forward to in the next week or two. Go. Well, tell I, me. I I wish this week Fallout Four were coming out, but it is not. So, but <laughs> for the week of June seventh to June fourteenth, uh, it's a pretty light week. But we have uh, the Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited for Xbox One and PS Four. Finally, a long long wait for that. Uh, <laughs> Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy for Vita and uh, just PlayStation Vita. Uh, Terraria for PlayStation Vita, Dr. Mario Miracle Cure for 3DS eShop, and Lego Jurassic World for PS4, Vita, and probably a bunch of other platforms, but it only lists PS4 and Vita for some reason, so... And, uh, you know, Ryan, do also the week of E3, since we're not going to be around... (laughs) So, there's actually nothing listed for the E3 week. Even better. I love that. (laughs) Everything else is coming out afterward because obviously who wants to release during E3? That's just not a great time to release. So yeah, that's a good time for no one to not cover your game. Yep. So, uh, so Ryan, uh, some big news happened in the last couple of days. News to the point where we were just like, no, this is, this is weird. But uh, I always appreciate good uh, games being announced prior to E3. It's, it's less, less things for us to cover while we're there. But, well, I mean, uh, more yeah. stuff to cover, but you know, but yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we don't have to wait a couple of weeks of speculating. So, Ryan, I'm, I'm going to give this one to you. Just what what's, what's <laughs> what happened? Fallout 4 is real. Woo! That's basically... So, um, earlier this week, uh, there was a tease from Bethesda's Twitter account, and they posted this teaser website with a countdown clock that looked pretty much like a 1950s doomsday clock. So it was pretty easy to guess what was going to happen. So the countdown struck 24 hours and Fallout 4 was announced. And it's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, There's no release date at this time, but pre-orders are available. So you can go and pre-order it now for whenever it releases, which is hopefully going to be this year, I hope. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it will probably be a holiday release. I, I'm sure that is what's going to be revealed at the Bethesda conference at E3. Is, hey, here's another Fallout trailer and a date. And I'm like, that would be amazing. And if I it hits holiday... I think they we need that. Happen. Yeah, I hope so. It would, be, it would definitely be a really big game to to put in the holiday window, especially since so much has has moved out. So you know that that gives them a good chance to get so, you know that get that out there. And uh, and yeah, the trailer came out and uh, it looked good. It takes place in Boston. There's Fenway Park and 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 a place where you can buy baseball bat weapons. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Uh, you even yeah. wrote a uh, kind of in depth look at the uh, trailer there. Yes, I did. So, I, um, yeah, so the trailer came out. Uh, so it's the first ever look we've ever had the game. And uh, so uh, I, I wrote today, or uh, I had up today a uh, kind of breakdown of the trailer for a lot of the, the different things. I kind of combed through and looked at uh, all the things. So obviously the big thing in Fallout 4 is it's a new setting. Uh, so it's going to take place in Boston, uh, which was rumored for a while. Originally the game was called Shadow. It was uh, rumored to be called Shadow of Boston, which is a terrible name. I'm really glad they just went with Fallout 4 because that, that's an awful name. 
Uh, so it's going to take place in Boston and in the trailer uh, and in my uh, sort of breakdown, I, I took screenshots of all the different uh, landmarks that were in the trailer. Uh, but let me just take a quick look. But I know you have um, you have the Bunker Hill Monument, which I originally thought was the Washington was the uh, the Washington Memorial. Uh, hmm. But I had to go and look again. And I was like, oh, because that threw me off because at first I thought, oh, maybe we're going to go back to Washington, D.C. for some stuff, which is where Fallout 3 took place was in Washington, D.C. Uh, but then I looked again and realized, oh, that's actually the Bunker Hill Monument. So that they got me there. Um, but there's also the uh, the USS Constitution, uh, Scully Square, Fenway Park, the Paul Revere statue and the Massachusetts State House. Uh, so it's all going to take place in Boston, which is a cool setting. I'm really happy that they're going to be doing that. And I think it'll be kind of similar to I feel like it'll be kind of similar to Washington, D.C. Like because it's in, you know, it's in the East Coast. It's in it's like a kind of an old colonial American town. So I think it'll have a, a, a similar feel, but also like I guess it'll be different because it is more like suburban and kind of, you know, it's got some. Some, some cool areas so uh especially because yeah. it's got so many famous landmarks and recognizable uh you know like places i think it'll be it'll be cool yeah i want to know what weird kind of baseball faction is taking residence inside of fenway park yeah well actually like in the trailer there's there's a shot um it's right after you see like the uh the scully square like you see it looks like that there's a town uh that's actually been kind of built inside of fenway park um, cause if you look in the trailer, there's like, there's, um, you could see like the lights and I guess where they have like the, uh, TV screens and stuff like that. So it almost looks like there's going to be an area in the game where it's kind of built inside of Fenway park. Cause you see this place called Swatters that sells, I guess, probably maybe weapons or something like that. Uh, you know, so that'll be cool. It'll, it, it, that's always been like, I think one of the cool things about the fallout games. And I, I played three and a little bit of new Vegas, um, but how you see, especially in three, how you see like all these uh, areas in Washington D.C. that were kind of repurposed and made into new things, like all these famous mm. areas. So I feel like fall, uh, obviously Fallout Four is going to be doing a similar thing, where it's taking all these landmarks and repurposing them. Because even if you look at the shot of the um, the USS Constitution that's in there, it has like rockets on it and stuff. Yeah, so it's I'm really, like, it's I'm like, like is, this, is this thing going to take off at some point? I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. I, it looked, yeah, I love it looked the shot of the. Uh, I love the shot of the vertebrates, and it's like your shot, the shot of you inside one being transported around. And I'm yeah, just like, yeah, that looked. Ooh, that I'm was, like, do we get one of those? <laughs> yeah, it, it will be cool. A lot of people I know said that it would be cool if they can maybe incorporate something from like uh, the Skyrim Dragonborn expansion, where you could like ride dragons and stuff. So I'm sure maybe there might be something where you could probably fly or at least ride in vertebrates, which are the big like uh, big like helicarrier helicopter looking things. Hmm. Um, yeah, and also I think the other, the other more, the other like aside from the Boston setting, the other striking thing is just the visuals and how this this is a really colorful Fallout, which is like yeah. unheard of compared to Fallout Three. If you look, like they are night and day because this is like I saw the trailer and I was like, this is very bright and like there's like blue skies and like really beautiful sunsets and it's really different from yeah, it, uh, it is from, saturated in color and it's just like I just remember Fallout being just this really muted orange mostly like yes yeah. <laughs> when you look at perpetual dusk <laughs> like I think you know and like last generation was kind of like the gray and brown generation and like mm -hmm. Fallout 3 was like the epitome of that because like it, it obviously it fit very well because you know it's supposed to take place in a, in a post-apocalyptic nuclear waste land and you can't get much more than that um but it is interesting the direction that they're kind of going in with fallout 4 where they're making it a little bit more colorful and kind of like like it's still like it's still in like okay shape it seems like like mm. it's not it's not the wasteland that washington dc was in fallout 3 yeah because washington was hit by an i think washington was supposed to be hit by a nuke right in fallout 3 yeah yeah yeah, and this is but, more, I guess, just a fallout. You know, it's just ooh, a fallout, like the title. Like, yeah, it's just people living there and they cut off from the rest of the world. Like, yeah, that, I, I, I kind of want to see that. And 
Yeah. And, you know, it's good to see another get yeah, like we've just been waiting so long for. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's it just to re- just to say and release something because it's like we know they're working on Fallout or a Skyrim, but it's like, well, they just released a Skyrim. So it can't be like another Elder Scrolls game, can it? Yeah. I mean, because and... they, they did Skyrim and, and Elder Scrolls. So I figured like it had to be Fallout's turn. Like, you know, they had to do that. So, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of cool like, uh, you know, you can go and read my my breakdown of the trailer where I just kind of pointed out um, there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that's very familiar from Fallout. Uh, Fallout 3 like I think I think kind of purposefully like it's trying to kind of recapture that feeling of Fallout of playing mm-hmm. Fallout 3 where like you see like your character leaving the vault for the first time and going out into like to the big expansive worlds so you get that um, so obviously you'll still be like vault dwellers uh, they show a dog in the trailer who's probably going to be this this game's dog meat who's like your uh, AI companion you can find that he can you know use and uh, who can help you in the game like finding things and resources um, a lot of like the creatures and robots from the past games, like you had the uh, Death Claws, who are are dirty bastards because they are incredibly hard to kill. Um, and then you have like the uh, the Mister Handy, the ghoul, the Feral Ghouls. Uh, you know, so you've got like a lot of returning things, but also like toward the end of the trailer, they show a lot of really interesting kind of new stuff. Um, in particular, in the trailer, they kind of cut between uh, like pre-apocalypse events and mm-hmm. you know what happens afterwards. So it kind of shows you like before and after. So it seems like that's that may be a big part of the game. Yeah, it looks uh, like some flashback sequences. I hope. Yeah, yeah. It looks like either because uh, you see a lot of these like you know sections in the fifties. I guess that are like right before the the you know uh, fallout events happened, and. Uh, you know, so it seems like either there'll be some kind of like flashbacks or the other idea I had was maybe it would be sort of like hallucinations, kind of like what they did in Fallout 3, where there were a couple mm-hmm. sections where like your character started seeing like wacky stuff all the time yeah. <laughs> that you didn't know, like whether it was real or not. So it could be part of that. I think it seems probably more like it's going to be like flashback or maybe like a prologue or something. Or, or remember you you hopped into like the simulation also and you got to see you you were in the computer and then they were showing in like this little like neat little town and you had to find like a serial, yeah, like, that like was, a serial killer in the simulation uh, or something where you had I think so. I think that was one of the DLC campaigns that mm-hmm. had that uh, that had that section. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so you get to see some of those, and then at the uh, the at very end of the trailer, a lot of people have been suggesting. Uh, so there's like that section of the trailer at the very end uh, where you see that like uh, old gas station that's kind of been repurposed into like a bunker or a home mm-hmm. base, kind of. So a lot of people are suspecting that 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 might be a new feature where you can kind of set up like a home base um, because in it you see a power armor, which is from the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, you see that being assembled, but it's like, you know, it's missing pieces. It's being, so a lot of people are thinking that maybe it's um, like you get to like customize armor or like, you know, create your own. It That's seems cool. like there's going to be some kind of like customization and crafting involved. Uh, Cause if you look in the back of that shot, there's all uh, weapons and things, but there's like pieces and components. So it seems like maybe you'll be able to like customize and build your own weapons and do things like that. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of fun Easter eggs in there too. Like there's plenty of Nuka-Cola stuff. There's like a vault tech uh, bobblehead that's hidden in there. So uh, a lot of like familiar stuff if you played Fallout 3. Um, but I'm excited. I'm, I've been looking forward to this game for a long time and I'm really happy that it's a thing now. So like a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah, which is great because now when we go to E3, chances are they'll probably show gameplay. So like, you know, I, I like that they revealed it now because they don't waste that at E3 where it's like, well, this is going to be everything we know about Fallout is just this reveal trailer. So now that we have the reveal trailer already, that means come E3, we're, you know, we're to see, you know, with the see a heads up display and all that. And like, yeah, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not one to care about trailers. I'm more of like, Hey, you know, give me the 10 minute walkthrough. Show me, show me the first five minutes of the game or just like, show me a guy who's level 20. Who's in like super power armor. Like that's what I want out of my fallout. Like that, that works for me. And, uh, you still there, Ryan? Did I lose you? 
Yeah, I'm, no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Uh, just lost your visual. It's totally fine. I don't no, mind talking into the void. It's, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, god damn it, Fallout. And, and it came out of nowhere, this announcement. Like, yeah, we had that little teaser, and it's like, oh, what to be some sort of stupid name, you know, some screenshots or some nonsense. But uh, no, not yeah, Fallout 4 is a thing. I was not expecting to say that, at least not until uh, next week. No, I'm ex- I'm excited though. I'm, I'm I'm really happy they announced it, and that uh, I'm I'm sure it's going to have a big presence at E3. And I'm sure it's going to be a big part of Bethesda's uh, conference, where I'm sure they'll probably they'll probably show some kind of gameplay or give more details or hopefully a release date, which would be really I, nice. I so. mean, if if you're renting out a theater for a couple hours, they they have to be showing some gameplay. Outside of maybe they'll show like half hour Doom or something. But uh, but yeah, we'll save our E3 predictions next week though, because uh, that's that's going to be a full panel discussion and yeah. And, and the, the, my favorite part of the E3 predictions is always coming back from E3 and be like, so let's see how wrong we were. Uh, <laughs> so so when, when we were just like, oh, yeah, Last Guardian, it's going to happen this year. It's nope. going to happen. And nope. then, I, I, already have my sh- I already have my notes, and I put Last Guardian question mark, and then I put LOL. Uh, but, uh, did, you, did you just take your, your piece of paper you wrote from five years ago saying Last Guardian and then just add to it, basically? Is like, uh, but yeah, man. So, oh man, I, I'm still like kind of jittery. Like, I'm like, what, what world are we living in? Where like Fallout Four is a reality? I think I'm, I think it's good because I I honestly I have not been this excited for a game like this in a while. So, I'm, and you, you could feel it because like so many people, it, like the internet just exploded yesterday when the when the trailer was revealed. So, because yeah, you think about like Fallout Three, which was you, your first, you know, on 360 and PS3, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, this is a next gen game. I get it. As far as just like sheer scope and just stuff you can do, like PC players, as far as like, I, I you know, the PC fans are already going nuts as far as like, oh man, I cannot wait for these mods because you mentioned that sort of like home base building where it's like, yeah, this is, this is something PC players would put in and just, Oh, everyone's just getting all giddy and like. Oh, yeah, I think also because especially like you know Fallout. I think for a while Fallout Four. I think for a while was kind of one of those games like you know like a Half Life Three or Last Guardian that's just been like rumored and buzzing around for so long. And then mm-hmm. like you know, but I think the thing is like with a game like Half like Half Life Three, you know, like they've been rumored for so long that like you know you're kind of cynical about it and like yeah. oh it's never going to get really you know. But now Fallout's been announced. And I think there's genuine excitement because it's actually like real and it's coming. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to get more information. Uh, oh, uh, next week. It's, it's yes, next. It is next Sunday, right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this next a week from this Sunday. So. Oh man, that is gonna that that is gonna be an interesting day. We we are gonna yeah. be tired in California, but uh, but it'll giddy. be worth it though. I think giddy is going to be the the right verb for us. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Fallout Four, good for us. And the next kind of game that came out of nowhere that I'm really excited for was uh, Ryan XCOM 2 was announced. Yeah, XCOM it, 2 was announced, so it was really yeah. It was, it was just revealed. <laughs> uh, a couple of there's uh, the trailer went up and a, a couple of screenshots on our site there, uh, DualShockers.com, which you should probably check out. Uh, yeah, we lost the war, Ryan. That's a bummer. I mean, well, I mean, didn't Fallout already prove that? That you know, so it's like it's just it's just continuing the trend of um, yeah, and, and depending, things happening to humanity. And, and depending how you played uh, XCOM, the first XCOM, yeah, that was the turn. Yep, like I beat the first XCOM just because I like put it on easy and like just a normal playthrough was like this is insane. But yeah, I think that was the outcome for most people who played XCOM. Was like, yeah, the aliens won. It came super hard. Uh, but yeah, this is can, uh, this is canon. You 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 lost. You screwed up, and now humanity belongs to aliens. So the game takes place 20 years after the aliens invaded, took over Earth, and kind of like now they're just kind of rebuilding. And you know, 
you're sort of like slaves, but not really. Uh, you kind of play a ragtag group of rebels. So uh, you're on the offensive this time. It's more focused on guerrilla warfare. And uh, one of the big differences this time around is uh, your base. Your base is actually an alien spaceship. Think of, uh, you know, I think like shield helicarrier type thing. But uh, yeah, you get to fly at different attack points and, you know, do cool rebel stuff. And, uh, you know, they're bringing back five, you know, five soldier classes, all with their skill trees and abilities. And, uh, and you know, it, there's no panic anymore because you're not trying to prevent an invasion. You're trying to, like, kick them off. Mm -hmm. So uh, the state of the world is going to change as you, you know, complete missions, which would be cool. So I wanted, I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be, like, a propaganda meter. Because as you're watching that trailer, you're seeing all these statues of, like, look at the aliens helping the humans and helping them up because we're just dumb monkeys. So... It would be interesting to see what kind of enemy types you're going to run into. Whether are you are you fighting just aliens? Are you fighting like alien like loyalists also? Which would be kind of neat. And uh, but I think the biggest news was PC only. Yeah, it was it was surprising. I think especially considering uh, you know that XCOM enemy and uh, enemy with uh, enemy unknown was the first one, right? Yeah. And then it was yeah, yeah. Um, they were yeah they were released on uh, 360 and PS3. Uh, you know, so it isn't you know, and obviously I think you know like. The PC is obviously probably the core the core audience for that franchise because mm -hmm. it is a strategy game. It's you know it comes from a PC background, so it, it makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised down the line. Like I think you know that it would come to either PS4, or Xbox One. I think it'll be only a matter of time before then. Right. Um, and I could see maybe like a situation where it's like a Rise of the Tomb Raider, where it's like you know they'll get it for a timed exclusive. Mm -hmm. You know, so just depends uh, where. But 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 the interesting, especially coming off from uh, uh, who's the developer for Axis. Uh, yeah, it's for Axis yeah. Games. So uh, there's a couple of quotes coming out from them saying that like the the idea that they can just focus on a single platform means they can do more with the game, which kind of sends kind of sends the message like, yeah, these next gen consoles are just annoying to work on. <laughs> it just seems like they're gonna have a little bit more freedom as far as like uh, mod support and just kind of like the fun weird things you can do in this game that you couldn't do because you have to think multi-platform and just kind of split your resources in that regard yeah but, uh, but yeah that's really cool and, and ryan you know you can customize your gear on like different levels so like different arm and helmet stuff and like oh yeah it's gonna be so good uh yeah so it's gonna so there's gonna be a steam workshop support so you can kind of customize your own campaign which is always my favorite part of the XCOM when there was an update where it kind of broke down different uh, tweaks you can do to the, to the uh, campaign where it's like hey when you level up you get random stats as opposed to a sniper gets these points as they level up and it just kind of make you know you, you can make your game more difficult or more realistic or more fun depending on like what you're in the mood for and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm hoping there's an Iron Man mode that, like, once you die, it's done, it's over, you suck. So, oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, were you a big XCOM guy? Did you play much of it? No, I I have uh, Enemy Unknown. I haven't played it yet, but uh, it's on my list at some yeah. point to play it. It just I'm not I'm not a big strategy person. Like mm -hmm. I tend to I'm I suck at them. <laughs> I'm not very good at strategy games. So uh, it, it, it's a, it's a great game, and I definitely would recommend you play. Even just like if you just put it on easy, just to kind of get the idea of. Yeah, yeah. To me, that game was always. That was a great game to talk about. Uh, always great to talk to other people about because everyone had their own kind of like XCOM war story. Which yeah, is yeah. Because you know you can customize these characters, you can name them whatever you want, you can pick like their nation of origin. But uh, my thing was always just like you know whoever whoever they gave me, I used them. I didn't tweak too much. I did make like my initial family and friends and XCOM, which is a terrible thing to do because most of them because oh, when killed. they die, then like yeah, most of them <laughs> get killed anyway. But uh, but yeah, you end up getting really attached to 
these soldiers that you just like, you know, you start them off at rookies and like I was treating these no name guys as like cannon fodder. And as they started surviving every encounter after every encounter, they're like, oh, this guy's a boss. And then when you lose that super elite soldier towards like the end of the game, you are just completely and utterly heartbroken. And it's like, you know what? Like this isn't canon. This wasn't like a campaign thing I did. He's just a soldier I was attached to and they died. And to me, that's a better story than whatever was scripted from, you know, because it, the game didn't have much of a story. It was just like, hey, aliens are invading. You got to do this. And then, and, 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 and there's panic. So if you lose, uh, more nation, you know, nations pull funding and stuff. So the, that, that's going to be fun. And I was super excited. They're bringing back competitive multiplayer, which I was not a huge fan of. But they say you'll be able to mix squads of aliens and humans, which kind of gives me a vibe that maybe that's going to be what you're facing against is the mix of, of aliens and humans. And also your guy's a sword. Right, the trailer, the guy had a sword. He saw an alien and went, and killed him. And I was like, I'm in. Yes, XCOM. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm, I'm assuming your mobile flying air alien ship has rooms that you can customize and like, oh, here's your, here's your weapons factory and all that nonsense. But, uh, but yeah, great. XCOM, right on. I may have to upgrade my PC by then. It's an exciting week between uh, XCOM and Fallout. They're, you know, they're, they're two, high, I think, really highly anticipated, yes. uh, highly, ga- you know, games. And, and XCOM kind of came as a surprise. I'm like, you know, X- the first XCOM did really well. I was just not, I was just not, was expecting a sequel. At least, is it this soon? I mean, it's been, it's been a couple of years. It's just, I just uh, sort of yeah, forgot think, about it. I think Enemy Unknown came out in like 2011, 2012, yeah, probably so, right then. So. Oh yeah, it makes sense. Three, four year cycle. Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Uh, let's double check when it came out. Uh, 2012. So yeah, about three years. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so in other great game news, I guess, uh, the Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection leaked out. Yeah, it did. Uh, to it did no like... one's surprise. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just embarrassing. I think it was just funny considering it came from Sony themselves. Because uh, it, so, uh, it leaked last night, uh, like late last night on the PlayStation Mobile store, uh, where all of a sudden people just noticed, oh, there's an Uncharted collection on the page out of nowhere. So I have a feeling some some poor guy coder probably accidentally slipped that in there and 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 listen, man. Some of these website content management systems are total garbage where you know we've had that happen. It happens to everyone where it's just yeah. like, hey, you're we schedule the post. should be good. We're not going to break embargo. And then for whatever happens, the, the the CMS system just says, oh, you mean you want to release it now? Great. Here you go. Post. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> What do we do? So, so, uh, so yeah, the, it switched its number. So it was like, oh, you wanted it at six p.m. How about three instead? You know, it was like, whoops. So yeah, I can imagine someone at Sony going, "Fuck, this was ten minutes of our press conference just down the drain. What do we yeah. do?" Yeah, well, even uh, Neil Druckmann sent a tweet where he's like, "Well, that went out a couple hours early." So, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, they uh, they uh, so I guess uh, with the leak, uh, then Sony officially confirmed that there's going to be an Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection. Uh, which is going to include uh, 1080p, 60 frame per second remasters of the first three Uncharted games. So it'll be uh, Drake's Drake's Fortune, uh, Monk Thieves, and Drake's Deception. No uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss. I mean, to no one's surprise, probably because it wasn't developed by Naughty Dog. So, but yeah. and so that, was the, but, uh, that was the Vita. That was the Vita one, right? That was the Vita game. Yeah, that was by Sony Bend. Um, so unfortunately, if you're looking to get that, you have to get a PSP or a PSTP <laughs> or something, but you're still getting the core Uncharted experience. So that'll be exciting. Cause I think it'll, it'll get people hyped and ready for Uncharted four, especially yeah. for people that like for that didn't have a PS4 or um, yeah, PS3. 
and want to experience those games, then now now's your chance. So. Uh, and yeah, you know, we, uh, we were joking about it earlier. It's like, yeah, I, I predicted this, but then it's like, it was literally me saying like, I could, that's me predicting rain in Seattle. Like, yeah, you, you kind of knew it was going to happen. And like, you know, Sony's first party lineup has not been that deep. So it's like, yeah, we're going to see a lot of more remasters. And this is just leading the yeah. charge. So and I mean, like, obviously yep. like Uncharted leaves a very, le- left a very big hole in their, their holiday lineup since they uh, <laughs> had to delay it. So uh, so this is going to kind of fill in the gap a little bit. Um, but the big thing is it also does include uh, exclusive. So uh, the collection includes exclusive access to the Uncharted 4 multiplayer beta. Um, like most other collections that like like Halo did, did the same thing with the Master Chief collection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you're looking to get to go jump back into the Uncharted games, this yeah. is probably the best way to do it. So and those games will still probably probably I mean, Drake's Fortune, I think will probably look a little iffy since that's the oldest one. But I mean, yeah. among, among, among Thieves and Drake's Deception are still probably gonna look amazing. So yeah, that, that, that first Uncharted is a Tomb Raider ass Tomb Raider game. Like, <laughs> It, it is the one, and, and they all have these weird kind of like supernatural things at the end, and like, I, I you know, I actually like that first Uncharted. It was, it, it was an, a, like a straight adventure game, which, you know, like, I want it. It's like, hey, here's your dude Tomb Raider. I'm like, all right. Yeah, take they, it. Were, they were all really good. It's funny, actually. Actually, I just clicked on one of Giuseppe's articles about the Uncharted collection, and some, one of the community members posted a screenshot of their receipt from GameStop where they pre-ordered Mad Max, Uncharted, and Fallout 4, like, today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, that guy is ready, so. Yes, he's ready for the apocalypse and spelunking, yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and uh, like, fun one-liners, like, sarcastic <laughs> uh, dialogue, so. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next topic. Ryan, I know George. you were concerned about uh, you know the state of Konami and it's like what the hell are they going to release? They have uh, they have the I, I actually have not thought about them at all in the past <laughs> week or two. <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> so those are you concerned that Konami was not going to release any video games outside of Metal Gear Solid and Pro Evolution Soccer? Do I have a surprise for you, Ryan? Konami confirmed Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy. Wait, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist for PS4 and Xbox One. Bam! In your face, Konami with a vengeance. See, they've got one game coming out. And <laughs> it's not Silent Hill, so I doubt people will care. But I like Yu-Gi-Oh! I like Yu-Gi-Oh! I thought Yu-Gi-Oh! was a great anime. It's, I liked it's, it when I was like 11, but now, you know, I'm not anymore. So You should watch it. It is the most ridiculous. It's, it's, it, they live in a world where, you know cards are life man that's just that's reality all right like i i want to live in a world like that where you like all our disputes are handled by like card battles like i'm i'm all about that like the all witcher i'm just going yeah and the witcher i'm all i'm just running around playing gwent against other people where it's <laughs> like yeah i know i gotta save the day but dude you want to play cards first and he's like yeah and then done like oh man i'm i'm still playing the hell out of the witcher 3 Actually, I was, and I got some crazy bug on my Xbox One version where it just, my game wouldn't start. Wah, like, wah. That's weird. Yeah, so I'm like, well, that's weird. Let me just delete it and uninstall it. And then it won't, it, it just won't download the game. It just says, hey, there's an error. Try back later. And that was, that, that broke my heart yesterday. And I'm just like, so am I ever going to play The Witcher? I haven't checked today, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping it downloaded. It. I'm, I'm hoping it just fixed itself. Well, there, uh, there was something, or uh, I think yesterday, today or yesterday, about they said that that something was fixed with The Witcher that it works now. So maybe if you try it again, it'll work. So we'll see. Or your ex, 
Or your Xbox could just be permanently like dead and not play games anymore. So no, no, it was playing other games. It was like, oh my god, is this everything? And I was playing Mortal Kombat. Fine. Uh, I even, yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, what else did I play? I did some Ground Zeroes. Just I don't know, it was just there, and and it works fine. So I'm just like, oh, maybe it's just the universe's way of saying, I think you've been playing too much Witcher. Like just, just back off a bit. It, right? It's trying to tell you, calm down, George. You you still have like. <laughs> 200 hours of this game to go out of the 200 you've already played so and then you got batman in a few weeks and then you got oh, fallout God, in yeah. the fall hopefully just like you're gonna put me to work just just chill out okay yeah i need a rest but uh but yeah Yu-Gi-Oh! legacy of the do list i'm definitely gonna pick that up because it's only gonna be 20 bucks and then i have to relearn how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! because i i used to know how to play the card game like the physical card game when i was younger because one of my first jobs was working at a uh a collectible store and then they like we did like baseball cards and like other sports memorabilia and then there's like this pokemon thing happened and then he was my boss was like hey i'm gonna get these pokemon cards you think they'll sell I'm like yeah still sell i want pokemon cards <laughs> and <laughs> yeah like, so we, we were just gonna buy them all probably so pretty much my whole salary i made like six dollars an hour and my weekly salary just went into buying just packs of pokemon cards i didn't even know how to play the game i just bought them to trade with other people and that was just my my crack cocaine at that moment. And then uh, and then Yu-Gi-Oh became a thing, and I was slowly getting into that. And then we would host tournaments at the shop every Saturday, so I learned how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Some Magic Gathering, but it was like way over my head. I was like, I was maybe what like fourteen or fifteen. I was just like, don't get it. The cards are cool though, not for me. I don't, tap mana? Don't know. Don't care. Yeah, uh, I, I know the feeling because I actually I lived uh, down the street from a comic book store. So hmm. every <laughs> weekend was just going there and getting Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic cards for whatever yeah. whatever meager money I had earned. And it the, went, the best was the there. Magic player. Like I love how like Magic player was just kind of like scoff at like people who are into Pokemon. It's like that's a baby game for babies. Magic <laughs> is where it's at. Like I remember being like super intimidated by these like neckbeards that would just be like, Whoosh. what's that? <laughs> Was that Pikachu glow in the dark? I'm like, well, yeah, it does. It's worth this much on the Wizards of the Coast official magazine. I'm just like, oh, I was a giant See, dork. They, they probably, yeah, and then yeah, you know what? They were just jealous though, because they because they weren't <laughs> as cool Pokemon cards, which were amazing. I though. I agree, Ryan. In 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 some in some in some in some sad news, Ryan. I know you are a giant MOBA fan, and not only a MOBA mm, fan. Nope, not a MOBA, not a MOBA fan at all. <laughs> I know no, you're a go on, DC though. fan, and I know that, uh, no. DC's okay. I'm I'm okay on it. It's fine. I wouldn't say fan, but like I like DC. I like Batman. So oh, you're the worst. Like okay. everyone. So <laughs> in sad news, the DC Universe themed MOBA Infinite Crisis is shutting down August 14th. It was uh, this game was in beta for God knows how long. Uh, it was released back in March to kind of middling you know they, they wanted to go after that dota crowd and there was a time there was a, this window of time where everyone and their mother was releasing their own moba remember there was a dead island moba for a while which was just not a good game uh so yeah. this was the so infinite crisis was their version of like hey look we got joker and then we got like earth three joker who's like a giant butcher and then we've got seven batmans and three superman and look we got all these skins and stuff I mean, it played like a MOBA, so if it it was just one of those. If you were a DC fan and liked MOBAs, this game might be for you. Uh, but yeah, they announced the uh, Turbine 
uh, announced the other day that uh, they were shutting down. Uh, there's, the game will still remain free to play up to August 14th. I'm kind of curious as to what's going to happen to people who played, you know, who paid actual money for like costumes and characters and, and tokens for other weird things. Is that money just going to disappear? Is that going to like, are they going to give you credit to like other turbine games? Uh, and, you know, we now that we're getting there to the point where, hey, I put money into this service and now the service is gone, what happens now? Probably, and, yeah, I, I would imagine probably nothing. Like, I mean, it's not like they're going to be like, eh, you know what, hey, thanks for playing. Here's all the money you refunded back. Here's a check. Like, no, they, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave you a credit towards their next weird MOBA thing that uh, Turbine's working on. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, basically they're just going to be like, hey, here's your $20 back that you could use toward our next game. So yeah. basically it's going back into their pockets anyway. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was the after a blog. This was an extremely difficult decision to make. On behalf of the entire Infinite Crisis team, we want to thank you for all your support, feedback, and joining together to create one of the best communities in gaming. And uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, <laughs> Infinite Crisis. Still have a few months I, to play, so I think now would be the best time to get into it and check it out. Yeah, I, I think I think it, it's just tough for you know a lot of mobas like that, like the the lower tier kind of like free to play. You know, I, I think because you know you're competing now against what are you know the top tier moba games, which you have League of Legends, Dota, and then you have upcoming ones like Here's the Storm. You mm-hmm. have you know Smite and Strife and all these like you know these other ones coming out, and it's just it's becoming. I think it's just mobas in general are becoming a very like oversaturated market where there's just you know it's it's harder getting harder and harder to compete with the top. You know when you've got tens of millions of people playing League of Legends, Dota, you know, you've got hard, uh, Here's the Storm having just launched, so, you know, you're going to be competing against those three. It's, it's like trying to go against, like, Call of Duty or Battlefield or, like, the top right. tier, like, shooting games, so... And you know, and so and you know, and then they can. Well, we have DC characters. People like superheroes, and like sometimes it's just maybe not enough. Like, yeah, the superheroes will make me check it out, but then when I actually play it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a mediocre MOBA. Then yeah. uh, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, that was just that it was just an average, just kind of like, yeah, yeah, good to MOBA, you know, last hits and stuff. Like, not for me. Heroes of the Storm, though, that game is, that game is fun. I like it. And uh, oh, you know what? This probably should have. Uh, this next bit probably. Should have been one of the earlier headlines, but uh, Gears of War developer renamed the Coalition, and uh, we Gears of War news, guys. Ryan, Gears of War is real. It's coming. It might. I guess that was the unannounced uh, meeting I had of micro, that I'm going to have at Microsoft at E3. So uh, there, there goes that mystery. But uh, yeah, uh, there more will be revealed at E3 during the uh, Microsoft press conference, and uh, I guess the Xbox Daily Show. I guess they're streaming some stuff so if you have an xbox one or 360 you could kind of like stream things that are happening there so uh yeah they'll, they'll be doing uh they did a, a, uh some of that last year at e3 too like actually like before uh before the uh microsoft conference started they were doing a bunch of streams and actually they were like announcing some stuff too like i think they uh like even before the microsoft show they announced during one of those streams like the killer instinct season two and like you know they'll get uh they'll be getting developers up to like kind of talk about their games and show demos and stuff so yeah i think they're trying i think it seems they're trying to take more like the nintendo approach like with their uh their Treehouse live streams like the Nintendo Directs where they're trying to they're trying to keep the excitement going throughout the show rather than just putting all their eggs in one basket at the uh, the press conference. So yeah, and then because then you could sit down and do longer demos because Nintendo sit there they're like, hey, we're going to show you an hour Splatoon. I'm like, that's great, especially if you have a new IP or you know, like I said, like a remaster and you want to show you know you want more than just 90 seconds of like, oh, look at that trailer, that's great. Now let's move on to more like weird dubstep stuff. 
but yeah, this was Black Tusk Studios, and they renamed them uh, the Coalition. And if you're a kind of a Gears of War fan, you'll notice that the kind of the uh, the human faction is called the uh, Coalition of Governments. I guess COG, which is the, the good guys. Uh, yeah, so I guess Black Tusk is just the official. That's just you guys are Gears, all right? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other game ideas? You better put chainsaw machine guns in there because we're not going to be listening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I, I'm a Gears fan. I, 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 that was always one of my preferred multiplayer games. Uh, yeah, like I said, more at E3. Like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a weird shock ass because it's like it's kind of slow news because there's a big ramp up to E3. Uh, but uh, I, you know what, Brian? We're going we're gonna to do a short one today. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's it's just more you and me, a... you know. Like, like, yeah. I, I got some video games to play. I want to see if Witcher still works. The uh, the coalition news is actually pretty funny because I did text uh, to- uh, a friend of the site, Tony, uh, former Dual Shockers writer, but now with the coalition with a K. Uh, <laughs> apparently, a lot of people are being like, "Oh, hey, congratulations! You guys are working on uh, on the Gears of War game." And he's like, "Thanks. We'll, we'll try our best." So it was pretty funny. Like Tony has never even owned an Xbox, and he's just like, "Yeah, I guess we're making next Gears game. Great, yeah. <laughs> See you at E3." I'm like, "Oh man, uh, Ryan, what you been playing? What what's been occupying your time?" Um, right now has been a thing called work, uh, and just a lot of things. But uh, so my spare time, uh, I haven't been playing that much. Uh, right now, it's mostly trying to go through. Uh, I've been continue playing Enslaved Odyssey to the West because uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to finish that and get through that. And then uh, I'm hopefully trying to continue uh, what I've been calling the Yaris Gutierrez uh, honorary Witcher-a-thon uh, to go through the Witcher games because uh, Editor-in-Chief Yaris keeps yelling at me for not playing the Witcher games yet so I can get to three. So I'm going to hopefully... <laughs> uh, yeah, as he should. So I'm hopefully going to try and play uh, some more this weekend. I have to say this weekend is a little busy for me. And then obviously with pre-three stuff, we're a little busy. But uh, yeah, that, that's been about it. It's been pretty light, so... Uh, yeah, what are you uh, you bringing anything for the flight next week? What's going to be because me and you are actually sitting next to each other on the plane. So what are you? I know it's, a, it's What are you going to be playing so. for the six hour flight on there? Um, if I'm not playing, well, I definitely want to try to bring my copy of A Dance with Dragons because I want to read that because of Game of Thrones. But okay, oh, but so like, yeah, of, uh, no, it's not a game, but uh, I want to try to get through that. Um, but game wise, uh, I still have been trying to get through Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D and Final Fantasy X HD. So I'll probably end up playing one of those two for the flight, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. Ah, fun. I don't have a handheld, so I'll probably be playing stuff on my iPad. If we have Wi-Fi, I'm going to play the hell out of some Hearthstone, but I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I've got some iPad stuff. i got that Shadowfall game on there that I only play on flights, so I'll do that. Maybe some Final Fantasy Tactics. That's always been my airplane game, too. Uh, but yeah, right now I'm playing a lot of Witcher 3, or I was playing a lot of Witcher 3 before it's setting out to work, so I'm <laughs> checking. Hopefully I can play more Witcher 3. Um, if not, I'm going to definitely check out uh, that awful game, Hatred. That way I can officially uh, play yeah. it and hate it and hate yeah. Hatred. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to do uh, a joystick with George. I'm still having like some computer issues as far as capturing, but uh, hopefully I can scroll that stuff out. But at least just you know play the game so I can talk about it. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's it. I'm going to try some, actually, uh, I got some text from some people saying, we should play here with a store, man. You ever heard of it? I'm like, yeah, I've been playing it for a year. I've heard of it. <laughs> so I'm going to play some of that tonight and uh, maybe maybe, maybe love a MOBA. I don't know. That I never thought I would see this day where I was just like, oh, yeah, last hits, man. I'm, I'm, I love leveling up and cash shops and abilities. I'm like, well, actually, you know, cash shops and here's a storm. But still, I want to play that game. And, we'll, and, and it's out for free now, I think, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's out now. I think there's uh, there's this, like a starter pack you can get, which is I think yeah. it's like twenty twenty dollars. Which I, I have, yeah. You, yeah, I guess that gets you like additional heroes and characters you can play as and things mm-hmm. like that. So 
Yeah, so that so should it, be at, at most it would be probably like twenty dollars to like get into yeah. the game. Otherwise, you could probably you could jump in for free. And I play, and it's super easy, especially if you're a a MOBA like novice. It's the controls are super easy to pick up, and you can kind of figure out what kind of character you want to play. And what I like is you can actually test out new characters. So if you're just kind of iffy about certain characters, and if you don't want to shell down the like six to eight dollars for a permanent character, you'd be like, oh, let me see if I'm actually good with uh, Kerrigan or Rainer. Uh, but yeah, the Blizzard. I you know I I can't wait to see what they have going on at a. Uh, at E3, and uh, I know they're gonna have. I know they'll probably show some over, Overwatch, Overstrike, whatever that dumb title of that game is. Uh, I know I played a lot of it at PAX, but uh, yeah, MOBAs, man. Who knew they were a thing? Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really played them, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait. And, uh, and next week, guys, make sure you you stay tuned because that's going to be the E3 prediction show. We're going to run through all the press conferences and uh, and and just shout nonsense mostly consisting of speculation at us yelling at Ryan that like there can't be another Smash Brothers it's pretty out <laughs> uh yeah we're going to we're going to you know we're we're going to I definitely want to go into what Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo have up their sleeves and see who's going to be right maybe maybe some hardware will be announced maybe not we'll we'll, we'll see and uh, I'm definitely going to make note of who says what and then give them the proper kudos the following week when we come back from uh, California so uh yeah I hope you hope you enjoyed it and 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 next week is going to be a fun week for us, and, and hopefully we'll get the shot cast up. I, I'm hoping the three prediction show goes up. If not, the show itself we're going to have a ton of coverage and a ton of daily kind of podcasts, a lot of reaction stuff, and uh, yeah. So next time I think that's it. You were joined today by Hey Sunny came up and back and he's losing his mind. <laughs> All right, Sunny, we're just wrapping up here. Uh, you were joined today by Ryan Meitzler. Goodbye, everyone. And until Fallout 4 is out, I will be waiting it with bated breath. Uh, Sunny, Sunny seems really excited by Fallout 4. I know it's like he could be your dog meat in uh, in Fallout. So you want to be my dog meat? You want to be? Oh, okay. Wow, he's losing his mind. Uh, yeah, and I was Georgie Menace. Thank you so much, Thunderbolts, for watching another fantastic episode of the Shotcast. We'll see you next week on the E3 Prediction Show, and we'll see you at E3. Thanks for watching. Bye. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>